Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Back in the zone. Glad you're with us. Kentucky just took the lead over Clemson 7-3. to That was one of the games I liked. I didn't love it, but I thought Kentucky was going to win this game, and they're off to a, a nice start against Clemson. Let's talk some more with a real handicapper, Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com. He joins us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What's up, Brian? How are you? Happy holidays. Hope you're doing well. Oh, it's great. It's a great time of the year. Uh, I'm looking at a four-day weekend. I'm looking at getting with family and just watching a ton of football. So uh, I'm on top of the world right now, like a lot of our listeners. Nice, nice. Yes, it's been a... uh... Let me start with uh, a game we've been discussing a little bit here today. Missouri and Ohio State. Um, with all the transfers for Ohio State, we know that they're going to come into the uh, to the game a little uh, shorthanded. Uh, maybe not as many opt-outs as we thought, but still, Ohio State is a favorite, and it's growing. Help me understand this one. Well, you know, I think it's growing because it was assumed that Marvin Harrison Jr. and Travion Henderson were going to opt out. And unless I've missed something, they haven't officially done so. But I'm not going to believe Marvin Harrison's going to play tonight until I see him in uniform on the field, you know, within a half hour of kick. But look, even without the line movement, and and by the way, for those that, that didn't know, you know, Missouri was favored by two and a half uh, three days ago. And, um, you know, it continued to move. This time yesterday it was three and a half, four, and now all the way up to six. So, but look, I, and, you know, I obviously got the worst of the number, but I, I bet Missouri minus two. And, and, and obviously I'm going to bet a little more at plus six, but, I mean, I liked it at minus two. Missouri has nobody to apologize about with its resume. I mean, there are only two losses at Georgia, 30-21. to 21. They had the lead there midway through the third quarter. They lose 49-39 to 39 at home versus LSU, but that was a very misleading final. Missouri was up four with less than four minutes left, had LSU buried deep in its own territory with a third and 15, and Daniel hits neighbors, or I'm sorry, he had a scramble for a big game. Then he hits neighbors for like 60 yards, and they got a pick six, but Missouri's had an outstanding season. I think they're more motivated. Uh, you know, biggest bowl game in years. They haven't had any opt-outs. Their only guy that might be missing is Enos Rakestraw, uh, mm-hmm. who's questionable with an injury. But, um, yeah, I- I'm all about Missouri uh, catching the underdog number. I think I read last night late that Rakestraw, they do not expect him to play due to injury. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, I knew him iffy on that one. Um, and, and he's a good DB. But, um, you know, I think Harrison not playing, which is what I'm expecting, kind of washes that out. And if they don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. It, it may be tough to get it to him anyway if he does play. Yeah, and, you know, inexperienced starter making his first career start, um, all that bodes well for us mm-hmm. when Let's go to Auburn and Maryland. I, I, I don't have a feel for this one at all. At, at all, Brian. What is it you like about this game? Well, I think Auburn's highly motivated. Uh, they were left out of the postseason uh, last year. Uh, no baby Tua, the Big Ten's all-time leader in career passing yards. Maryland's also going to be without uh, best tight end, Corey Deitches, and uh, their best corner, Charlie Siddle, 45 tackles and five interceptions. 
Auburn has very few opt-out, uh, you know, some insignificant players hit the portal. And Hugh Freeze, 6-1, and one, both straight up and against the spread in bowl games at his previous stop. So Auburn's got a good defense, could easily be 8-4 eight, be eight and four had they hung on against Bama and Georgia. Played Bama and Georgia as tough as anybody in the country. All right, you convinced me. I was wondering what Auburn had to play for, but you give Hugh Freeze some extra time to prepare. We've all seen coaches like that, and I do think he is one of those guys. I think he'll have something up his sleeve for Maryland and a uh, depleted uh, team. Maryland stinks. And, and Auburn's like, going to kill them. Okay, yes. I, I'm on it. I, I'm, I'm putting a check mark by it. And, and again, like Mizzou, we're, we're going against a quarterback making his first career start. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Let's move on. We're talking with Brian Edwards. If you're just joining us, uh, Brian, Florida State, Georgia. How do you bet this game? I think Georgia kills them, right? Because Florida State, I mean, those you know they're so depleted, and I don't think they want to be there. I think that shows with with who's you know who's showing up for the game and who's not showing up for the game. Mm-hmm. How would you bet this game? Well, I, I look. I don't want to lay twenty with Georgia. I think the better play is to lay ten and a half in the first half, maybe even three and a half to four and a half uh, in the first quarter. But, you know, you don't have as big a window with the first quarter, you know, less possessions. I think the best way to play it is minus ten and a half on Georgia in the first half and FSU's team total to go under 13 and a half. Third string quarterback making only his second career start. He was not impressive against Louisville. And now he's without all his weapons. And obviously Georgia, even with Georgia's got a ton of opt-outs as well, but Georgia's second and third string guys are all four stars, you know, and some of them probably even five stars. And, um, yeah, I just don't – and if Glenn were to get hurt with QB3 for FSU, they don't have a scholarship quarterback behind him available. And I think they're going to run a lot of wildcat packages as well like they did against Louisville. I just don't see that working. So FSU's team total under – 13 and a half or Georgia minus 10 and a half in the first half. Okay. We're talking with Brian Edwards. He's a senior handicapper for Vegas Insider. You can also check out his work, brianedwardsports.com. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Let's move down to another SEC game, LSU and Wisconsin. LSU's a double-digit favorite at last look. They've got an opt-out. They've got some opt-outs, some transfers. What do you think of the Tigers in this one? Yeah, I like LSU minus 10 here. Wisconsin was one of the nation's biggest disappointments. They had a win total of nine and a half. They were the favorite to win the Big Ten West. And, you know, going into the next the last game of the season, they weren't even bowl eligible yet. They found a way to beat Nebraska in overtime at home to get bowl eligible and then beat a very bad, slumping Minnesota team in the regular season finale. But, you know, Wisconsin's got more opt-out. No Braylon Allen, uh, their best O lineman is out. Uh, their top two receivers are out. Linebacker Jordan Turner is out. LSU's got, you know, no Jaden Daniels, but look, Garrett Nussmeyer, he can spin it. I mean, he threw for around 250 yards just in the second half against Georgia uh, last year. They've got very high hopes for this guy. And I think Brian Thomas Jr., I don't think he's going to opt out. Unless it happened like last night this morning and I, I didn't see it. I don't think he's going to opt out. Kelly even said he thought Malik Neighbors was going to play. I doubt it. Kind of like Marvin Harrison tonight. I'll believe that when I see him on the field, you know, less than a half hour before kick. But they still have tons of talent. And Wisconsin just had an awful uh, season. I think LSU puts it on them. 
I'll tell you this. We had uh, LSU's former offensive coordinator on the show. He was in Little Rock for the Burles Award. And I asked him about neighbors, and he said at the time, now, of course, this was in the middle of December, he said that he felt like neighbors was going to play because he has a chance to break the LSU all-time receiving yards record. And he thought that that was incentive enough that he was going to play in this game. And now something could have changed, but at the time, he was pretty confident that neighbors was playing. Even better. Love it. Yeah. All right, let's go to the big ones. Let's start with Alabama and Texas. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I like sorry. That. Alabama, Michigan. I did that again. You already got so Alabama many people, and Texas yeah, playing each other. I've don't heard you? that so much. That's going to be the. I, I don't agree with it. Nobody wants that outside of Alabama and Texas. That's the second time on the air I've said that. Don't Alabama, Michigan. I like Alabama. I mean, since week two. And let's remember against Texas, that was only Jalen Milrose's third career start. He's vastly improved since then. Milrose in the last eight games, 17 to 3 TDI and T ratio. The Tide has won 11 games in a row, seven wins by double-digit margins. They just ended Georgia's 29-game winning streak without their starting running back, who is now back healthy. Michigan's without their uh, preseason All-American uh, offensive guard, Zach Zenter. Uh, I don't think much of Michigan's schedule the first nine games. Now they you know, found a way to win close games against Penn State and Ohio State uh, to its credit. But I just think Alabama's played a tougher schedule. I think they're better everywhere quarterback, head coaching, everything. I like Alabama. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout like the semifinal game Michigan played against Georgia two years ago when we knew that game was over mid to late first quarter, but I do think Alabama wins comfortably. Getting two. I mean, that may be the best bet. Getting two points. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I would lay – I would probably – I would lay at least three, if not more – uh, I couldn't believe when they were underdogs, and I'm still shocked that, that the line has not, you know, really budged since it came out. Would you play with that line and move it oh, to like get better a, odds? Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen any alternate lines yet. But yeah, if I could lay six and a half and get like plus two thirty odds, absolutely. I'd, well, I'd but but but, but a six loss Auburn team played them off their feet. And if it's not for some freak play, they're not even in this. So, I mean, the notion that Michigan doesn't even have a chance against these guys, I think that's ridiculous. Well, I'm not saying they, didn't, they don't have a chance. I'm just saying. Auburn you know, had a chance, and I can promise you we're better than Auburn. So, you yeah. know, there you go. You are talking to a Michigan fan, by the way. I should let you know. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if that wasn't pretty yeah, but obvious, a, but a one in a thousand, we, a one in a thousand play, Milrow hits because the guy's in the in the end zone, you know, with his head in the clouds. I mean, please, Michigan will knock that ball down if it comes down to it. So just I good hear point. you, man. That's a rivalry game on the road, Jordan Hare, one of the toughest places uh, to play, and you know. This is not a uh, rivalry game or a road. What game. was USF a rivalry game when USF had them beaten? I mean, I well, Milro didn't play in that game. Okay, he well, was suspended okay. for that game. So Texas USF was that a rivalry game points. when they got blown out at Tuscaloosa? I yeah, mean, he said that. that's three games, dude. I mean, it's not like you know all one play. Calm I mean, down. well, I mean, he's our guest. I understand he's a smart guy, but don't act like Michigan doesn't have a shot hey, here. Don't bet on Alabama. Bet Michigan. I'm going to. Okay, let's move on. To Washington and Texas. I, I like Washington. Oh, well, good. I was about hey, to say, we, we I agree like on something. I like Washington, I've too. liked Washington since the line came out. They're going to throw the ball, and they're going to pass Texas silly. 
I mean, I, I, I like both quarterbacks, but I, I like Penix better. Yes. Uh, Washington's been an underdog four times under Kalen DeBoer. They've won outright in all four. And even going back to his uh, last year at Fresno, he's 6-0 against the spread with five outright wins. Uh, last six as a dog. Uh, Jalen McMillan's healthy now. He missed eight games. So there's three big-time NFL wide receivers uh, for Penix to target. And I know Xavier Worthy's practicing, but is he going to be 100%? 73 catches, 969 yards, got hurt in the Big 12 championship game. I think he's going to try to give it a go. But, I mean, I, he might be 85 90%. So that, that's another small factor. Um, but I think it's a toss-up game in terms of who wins outright. So I'll take uh, plus four where I think we've got a slight quarterback advantage. Um, and I think we've got a, a slight head coaching advantage as well. Give me Washington. And, and Washington outright? Yeah, I mean, I'm not against a little plus 160 on the money line, but for much less. I, I, you know, I'll have more on plus four. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got time. Let's keep this going. A little yes. NFL action. I've got my eye on one game. Bengals in Kansas City. And we watch a lot of Kansas City football up here. They're struggling right now. I'm not convinced Kansas City beats Cincinnati this week. I'm not either. And, I, you know, I haven't seen uh, the latest on Jamar Chase, but, I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting him to play. Uh, I mean, look, Kansas City uh, defense did not allow a completed pass for three quarters, <laughs> and yet they still lose uh, to the Raiders. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you see the frustration on the sidelines, et cetera. And, look, these teams, this will be oh, – I'm sorry, they've played four times since 2022 and was decided by exactly three points all four times with the Bengals winning outright uh, in three of those. The Chiefs have lost outright in three home games in a row. And, look, Cincy had a, uh, obviously a bad game last week. So they had won three in a row before that. And, look, they've got two extra days of preparation. They played on Saturday, whereas Kansas City played on Monday. So short week for the Chiefs, extra rest for the Bengals. I, I like the Bengals plus seven. I have a question about the Bills. What does Vegas think about their chances to get to the Super Bowl? Oh, I can pull those odds up. But I can tell you that the way they've gotten rolling here in the last month, most uh, you know, most Vegas guys have got them. And I'll try to get to their uh, Super Bowl uh yeah. Would they be the Would they be the second favorite in the AFC behind Baltimore at this point? No, probably Miami. I'd pick the Bills over Miami right now. The Bills are trending upward. They are, but Miami. Yeah, was... we, we get we get yeah. that matchup uh, next week. Yeah. So right now uh, the Bills are plus eight fifty, which is tied for the shortest. Uh, tied with uh, two other. I'm sorry, three other teams: uh, Philadelphia, Miami, and Kansas City. Uh, those are the third shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. Risk 100 to win 850. The favorite is San Fran at plus 240, and wow. the Ravens at plus 500 to 5 to 1. Okay. There you go. Thanks. Uh, Brian Edwards with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Brian is a senior handicapper with Vegas Insider. Also check out his work, brianedwardsports.com. Uh, one other NFL game that you uh, you had mentioned to me. Uh, Bears, Falcons, and I know you're a Falcons fan, so y- you like your Falcons, I guess. No, no, I like the Bears. <laughs> minus, Bears minus three. The Bears have won four home games in a row, going three zero and one. 
uh, ATS. They're playing really well. Falcons only two and four, both straight up and against the spread uh, in six road games. And I also like, uh, at last look, Kyle Pitts' crop for receiving yards was 35 and a half, but I would like it all the way up to about 42. Let's go over on that one. There's minus three in Kyle Pitts over receiving yards prop, 35 and a half yards last, at last look. I saw somebody describe the Atlanta Falcons this year as the Golden State Warriors in 2016, but they used the Festus Azili as their offense instead. (laughs) (laughs) Festus Azili from Vanderbilt. Yeah. Brian. The Falcons are the worst coached team in the NFL by far. Arthur Smith is awful. (laughs) Let us know how you truly feel. Check my Twitter on Sundays. In the I see it. I see it. <laughs> I know. Brian, thank you. It was uh, fun to catch up with you. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Happy holidays. Y'all have a great New Year.